0: Coming right up, Straight Talk with Art Levine. Our guest tonight, Dr. Michael Tirani, as we continue our 26th anniversary year. Straight
1: Talk is brought to you in part by the Port of Long Beach, a leader in international trade and environmental stewardship, and the Press Telegram, your local news leader for over 100 years, and Scan Health Plan for your health and independence. <laughs> Join us for tonight's edition of Straight Talk. And now your host, Art Levine. Good evening and
0: welcome to Straight Talk. We have a great show for you tonight. Our guest for the entire show is Dr. Michael Tarani, and he is a specialist in uh, medicine for for older Americans, gerontology as it's called. So welcome to our show. Thank you, Art. 65 seems to be uh, Uh, a magic number, a a dividing line between, if not youthfulness, uh, younger or not older, and 65 somehow is the older person. What happens medically uh, at that age?
2: You know, 65 at that age, 65 is that age where either golden, it's supposed to be golden years. Sometimes it becomes hospital years for our senior population, and as a gerontology, Who works um, in the hospital and in the clinic, I begin to see patients, instead of enjoying their golden years, more and more I begin to see seniors are in and out of hospitals um, more often than not. Instead of enjoying vacations and vacation after vacation, they are more going from hospital to hospital or or medical office to medical office. they almost get robbed of, uh, it almost feels like they get robbed of their senior years, which is supposed to be years of enjoyment, years of enjoying the fruits of all their hard labor that they've done over over the years of their life. And now when it comes to retirement age, um, they're dealing with things such as um, osteoarthritis, causing a lot of pain in the knees and the joints where they can't walk the way they'd like. they are dealing with falls, they are dealing with dementia, um, heart diseases, and these things limit these things limit them.
0: And stroke and cancer as well. Oh, of course. And these things, uh, perhaps, were not expected, but the the good news is that they are preventable. Actually, if you get proper proper care, there. You mentioned the five uh, most uh, common. Causes of uh, f- for elderly uh, dementia, stroke, heart attack, falls, and cancer. We're going to focus on on falls tonight, doctor. Right.
2: Right. Now, each one of these are, are very big threats to seniors, and each of them are equally very important. And tonight we'll talk about falls and all the and and all the consequences that can come from a fall, but. The nice thing about falls is a lot of it can be prevented.
0: Okay, here are some interesting statistics. Number one cause of injury in 65 or over are falls. Number one cause of death due to injury, falls. Number one cause of losing their independence in seniors, falls. And a senior falls in America every
2: second. Oops, just heard one exactly, and in America, you know, these statistics are—they're um, very surprising. The fact that the number one cause of injury in seniors is is, is falls, and um, and it's not just—if it does not lead to injury a fall, it leads to a fear of falling. And when a person begins to have a fear of falling, they no longer or they participate less in activities. in in activities because they're afraid of falling and once they're not participating in activities they get more secluded and when you get more secluded um, you don't you don't participate and you don't go to the gym anymore and when you don't go to the gym that then that then that begins a downward spiral where you get weaker and weaker if you're not participating in social activities and you're staying home because you're afraid of falling you um, you begin to get depressed because you' par- you're not participating in social activities. So it, it falls does lead to um, not just physical um, conditions but also mental conditions as and well.
0: I, I think all of us know folks that unfortunately have taken a bad fall and some have been able to brace themselves and, and, and protect their head and other vital areas and others,
2: Others are more serious, uh, Much can be much more serious. Right, and um, especially if you're on certain medications also when you have a fall, it can lead to serious injury. A lot, of, a lot of seniors are on medications such as blood thinners, and blood thinners can be sometimes as simple as aspirin or Plavix, or sometimes a little bit more aggressive such as Coumadin or Eliquis, which are a little bit more aggressive, but a lot of seniors are on these medications. And these thin your blood, and if you have a fall, now you have a high risk of getting a bleed. If you hit your head, you can have an internal head bleed. And um, so we have to, we have to understand that risk. We have to understand that fall is a major, is is a major threat to seniors. But again, how do we reduce the risk or opt or, or reduce our risks as much as possible?
0: And one way is to. Uh... To make our environment uh, as uh, carefully as we can uh, to protect against these kind of falls, and what kinds of things can we do in our home, for example, to prevent uh, uh, falls that would otherwise occur.
2: Well, you first wanna look as the, as, as the individual, as, as themselves. Um, what can the individual do as themselves to reduce the risk of fall? So when you look at a person, when you look at fall risks, the, the causes are the patient themselves or the person themselves, they're not optimized, meaning on, they are on medications that can cause interactions with other medications and that can cause dizziness and falls. So medications is, an, is, a, is a high um, is, is a common cause of falls. Chronic conditions that are not well managed puts a patient, puts a person at a risk of falls. Dementia in itself puts a person at, at risk of falls. Having weak bones, um, when someone has weak bones, they're, they're not able to make if their legs are weak because of weak bones, um, weak muscles is one part of it, but weak bones is another part of it. If you have weak bones, it can't maintain your upper core. It can't maintain your upper core weight, so the the, the legs begin to bow out, and then the person um, can fall. So maintaining good um, vitamin D is is another part. But then there is your environment as well, and obstacles that can be in the way can cause falls. Um, one of the stairs, staircases.
0: Staircases. There are a number of things that at home are common uh, causes of falls, and we'll be touching on those in the next segment. Stay with us. Continuing our conversation with Dr. Michael Tarani, fascinating discussion on on why people fall. We were talking about environmental factors, but there are other reasons why seniors fall.
2: Right, and when you look at one of the most common causes of falls, actually, in seniors, and we'll touch we'll touch more a little bit on environment, but medications is a common cause of falls in seniors. What kind of medications um, are we talking about? The most, one of the most common ones that most everyone is on, blood pressure medications, yes. is a common cause of um, common cause of falls. Sleeping medications, medications, um, anti-anxiety medications, interactions between different medications, and and um, we'll talk about how we can reduce the risk of blood pressure medications causing guts to fall. I fell in the bathroom last night,
0: and uh, I was lucky to hold on, but a bathroom is a particularly vulnerable
2: place because there are a lot of things you can hit. And uh... Absolutely. There's not just that, but there's slippery floors. You're barefoot, um, and it's a closed space. So, when someone usually has a fall in a bathroom, it's not that they only fall and they hit their hip on the floor, but on their way down, they hit their um, head. Other things. Yeah, other that. things, too. So, usually bathroom falls leads to a broken hip and um, a head hit somewhere on a counter. And that's why and bath, um, bathroom falls are one of the more dangerous ones, but unfortunately, one of the more common ones. Poorly controlled heart uh, features... Heart. So, yeah, um, when you have certain medical conditions such as COPD, um, COPD or heart disease or heart failure, in, in these conditions, it's hard to catch your breath, uh, for a person to catch their breath, especially when they're exerting themselves a little bit. And if you can't get adequate oxygenation into your system because you're having trouble with your heart or your lungs, not enough oxygen is getting to your brain. And if if you're not getting adequate oxygenation to the brain, you begin to feel dizzy. If you don't have good uh, oxygenation to your brain, your reflexes are not as, they're not as brisk. So either you feel dizzy and you can fall, or when you're having a, about to fall, your reflexes are not quick enough to to break that fall and prevent and, you from falling. And poor, poorly
0: controlled diabetes and poorly controlled dementia also uh, contribute to a, a risky environment.
2: Absolutely. Um, when someone has poorly controlled diabetes, they have what we call nerve um, neuropathy. So their feet don't have sensation and they don't feel things. And then when they don't feel things, they trip over things.
0: Well, I think we all know uh, or uh, have seen ourselves how how you can uh, have trips and uh, although trips outwardly don't look like they're dangerous, they could lead to great danger.
2: Absolutely, um, it can, it's, again, it's, uh, it's the number one cause of people losing their independence. I see, unfortunately, I see a lot of patients in the hospital who, who were, um, who were very active in life and now they've changed s- everything. Absolutely, and a lot of us know a lot of people that 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 fall led to a change.
0: Let me just mention a few uh, environmental factors. Pets tugging at your legs, wet floors, uh, lack of grab bars in bathrooms and other areas, alcohol, bad shoes, walking down the stairs, all things that uh, can lead to to problems but are, are preventable if you consider your environment and take appropriate steps to protect yourself.
2: Yes, um, when when we have patients in the hospital who has had a fall, and unfortunately, we have a lot of patients, most hospitals have a whole floor dedicated to um, orthopedic falls and, orth- and and treatment for that. So we see a lot of them, and as I interview patients as to why they fell so that we can prevent future falls, and a lot of the stuff I hear are are the, a lot of the repeat stuff I hear are these things: um, bathroom was wet, they did not have enough grab bars. Another common one um, is stairs, when uh, patients um, or if people they have a light switch on the bottom of the stair, but not on the top. So they turn off their light switch on the bottom, and then they they go to climb the stairs in a in a dark stairwell by the they time know. they get to by the time they get to the top, or if sometimes if they don't um, by the, they get to the top, they, they have a fall, and falls from the staircases is one mm-hmm. of the most dangerous ones. It usually leads to um, spine fractures, and spine fractures leads to a lot of...
0: So that fall can, can permanently, negatively impact the quality of your life.
2: Yes, it can. It, yeah. can, change, um, it, can, change, it can change your life to where you, it can kill... And it can lead to dis- and it can lead to disability, and it can lead to where a person loses their independence.
0: And uh, sadly, I had a good friend who was just walking back from a hospital meeting actually, not to be treated, but just to be on some committee. And he fell, I think it was triggered by a, a tree root that was sticking out of the. Strike, and he just fell and went down like that. And he, they went right to the hospital, and uh, he eventually died from, from that fall. And uh, besides a personal loss of a, of a good friend, it was a real eye-opener to me about the dangers of a fall.
2: Right, and, um, and it's, it, is, it is sad. It's, it's very sad when I hear stories um, like this as well. But the good news is is, Falls are preventable, and education is key. Learning what are are those risks, and reducing those risks. And there's not that many risks, and we'll talk about them, and how to reduce your chances of falls. Well said. Okay, we'll be back with more of our show after these messages.
3: Okay, continuing
0: our conversation with Dr. Michael Tarani. Michael, we've uh, had some serious discussions of problems, but the good news is that there are preventions, there are ways to address this. We're gonna focus on
2: preventative measures now. What do you suggest? Right, so again, the the good news is a lot of falls can be prevented. the, let's look at the number one cause of falls, and and it's medications. And what medications? Um, we talked about blood pressure medications. We talked about sedating medications, such as anxiety medications or sleeping medications. But by far, the more common one is blood pressure medications. And um, why does blood pressure medications lead to falls? Well, when you when 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 I look at patients, and when they've had a fall and they're on blood pressure medications. Most of them say I was dizzy before. I've been feeling dizzy for weeks before or months before, and I ask them, "Did you bring it up with your doctor?" No, because I thought it's part of aging. And are you on blood pressure medications? Yes, I um, yes I am. And when I take my blood pressure medications, I feel dizzy afterwards. But I take it because the physician said so. So when you look at um, patients on blood pressure medications, there's really three kinds of there's three kinds of people. There's people that are that their blood pressure is always elevated. No matter no matter what, they're happy, sad, um, good mood, bad mood, their blood pressure is always elevated. Then you have people that are more on the emotional side. They're they they get emotional, their blood pressure goes up. They're they're not emotional, their blood pressure goes down, their team wins, their blood pressure um, goes down, they get yes. into an argument with the neighbor, their blood pressure goes up, they go to the doctor's office, their blood pressure goes up. And then there's the third kind of person who their blood pressure is usually always managed, but they go to the doctor's office and their blood pressure spikes, and then when they leave the doctor's office, their blood pressure is low again. When these three people come to the patient to the doctor's office, all of them are gonna show high blood pressure. The first one always has high blood pressure, the second patient um, he's, he's, his, um, he's nervous he's at the doctor's office, and the third person, he's nervous, too, he's at the doctor's office. And when you're in a doctor's office, you don't know what the doctor is going to give you. What, what, particularly when you're a senior and you're, you're in a doctor's office, you're nervous, you're worried, is the doctor going to give me bad news? Is the CT scan I had going to show something so bad? So, from the
0: doctor's standpoint, all three are high, but in real
2: life, only one is high and the others are not. Exactly, and the other two are not. But when you're in a doctor's, office, a doctor's office, a doctor cannot does not know which one you fall into, so all three people get blood pressure medications. Now, the first person that gets the blood pressure medication, his blood pressure nicely comes down. But what about patient number sure. two when he's calm and then he takes a blood pressure medication because the doctor told him so? The blood pressure drops, and when the blood pressure drops... So it, you need
0: to, to measure your own blood pressure at home before you go to the doctor's office so you have that information to give him.
2: Yes, you have to keep a log seven days or 10 days before you see your physician. Begin to keep a log and write down the write down the blood pressure and write down the mood that you were in when you took that blood pressure. And then when you go to your doctor's office, go in prepared, and then the, when you have a number in the doctor's office, the doctor has a baseline to compare it to, and then he'll say, if he sees a discrepancy, He'll say, yes, your blood pressure is high here, but you're normal at home, so I feel comfortable not starting your own blood pressure medication. But
0: if he doesn't have that information, a doctor is gonna feel very uncomfortable allowing a patient to walk out with a high blood pressure without prescribing that drug, and that drug may not be right for that person as you described.
2: right and if he if he let's say the the person with high blood pressure comes in and the doctor does not prescribe and the patient goes home and has a stroke from high blood pressure not
0: going to be happy with
2: right so you can kind of see what um, what's what position we're stuck in
0: well you go over this and other examples in community talks uh, and if if people are interested in uh, attending one of these talks they can Uh, call up the number that we put up at the end of the segment.
2: Yes, um, I do. Every Thursday, I do a community talk on on prevention education. And this last month has been heavy on fall preventions. And we we do begin to see a reduction in falls from these talks. I post, um, a lot of my talks are posted on Facebook. So if you follow me on Facebook, you can see where else we do these talks in the community. And you can come and put, and, and, be in, and be involved. And I attended one
0: last week, and, and you really do a marvelous job, and you have a chance to expand on some of the issues that we've talked about uh, uh, on the show. So we're going to be continuing uh, uh, for the rest of our show after these messages. <laughs>
1: I think our community is
0: lucky to have a doctor of the quality of Dr. Tarani here, treating seniors and non-seniors alike. And uh, uh, doctor, we have a uh, few minutes for you to say whatever you care.
2: Yeah, um, thank you. And we, we, wanna, we, wanna, we wanna make the community aware of, of prevention because it's, it's a lot, if you prevent illness, you don't have to treat illness. And,
0: and prevention is a lot less expensive I might add than, than the subsequent treatment.
2: Yes, and when something happens, a lot of times it's irreversible. and all as physicians, we can do is prevent it from getting worse. There are certain body parts that we're, that what we're born with is what we is, is all we have and it doesn't it's not like like hair that it regrows. The brain, the heart, the, the cartilage in between the joints, these don't regenerate. and if we don't take care of them through preventative care, they will not regenerate. And all we can do is prevent them from getting...
0: Do you agree that uh, medical care is really a joint effort between the doctor and the patients? They both need to contribute to the ultimate outcome.
2: I could not agree more. Because mm-hmm. when a doctor sees you, he's only seeing you for a small frame of time. The more information you g- we get, the better decision we can make. And patients need to come to their doctor's office prepared with certain things and need to see their doctor when they feel well so that we can maintain that wellness. A doctor's office is not just... Seeing a
0: doctor when you're well, that is uh, a little revolutionary thought for so many. Doctor, thank you so much for joining us here on Straight Talk, and everyone is invited to to your community meetings. There's no cost to those meetings, and uh, they can learn more about several of the subjects and more that we've Talked about tonight.
2: Yes, and it's completely free.
0: Okay. Thank you for joining us, and please be with us next week for the next edition of Straight Talk. Good night,
1: everyone. Straight Talk has been brought to you by the Port of Long Beach, the Press Telegram, and Scan Health Plan. And remember, Straight Talk is viewable 24 7 at StraightTalkTV.com.